All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. We are gearing up for some very big things, and we've been having some naughty fun, too. And, of course, we're going to be sharing that with you guys shortly. First, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for being our partner and being amazing. We have so many people that reach out and ask us, how do we get started in the lifestyle? And our recommendation is always the same. Jump on Cassidy. Start meeting people. Start mixing and mingling, setting up a profile, and, you know, just having a whole lot of fun. Cassidy is a great way to meet people, whether you're looking for dates, like one on one or two on two, or you're looking to go to some of the biggest and most awesome events across the United States, really across the world. So if you want to see all of that for yourself, you can try it free for an entire month. If you go to frontporchswingers.com, our website, go to the bottom of the homepage and click on the Cassidy banner. Again, by clicking on that banner at frontporchswingers.com, you're going to get all of Cassidy's features free for an entire month. We hope to see you there. So we're, we've kind of been in recovery mode coming yes. back from Splash. I still am not sure we're 100% recovered well, from it. As I told you this morning as we were recording this, it was really today that I feel back to normal. Like I feel as healthy as I did and as fit as I did just, you know, obviously prior to us going to Splash. I'm just now coming out of it like a week later. Yeah. I it, mean, we <sighs> ate like shit. We oh. drank too much. We were up late every night. So, yeah, it takes it out of you. And you're also 20 years older than me, so I can't even imagine what it's like for you. No, you cannot. My 32-year-old ass complaining about it means absolutely nothing comparatively to you. Well, it's funny because, you know, at events, obviously, as a lot of people know, and you certainly know, I don't drink at events. Right. So when we're in a situation like that, and then, like, we got off property the one day and went went to Deerfield Beach and hung out and all that good stuff... I eat and I'll drink. And then, of course, getting on the plane is a whole other conversation. I need to lubricate myself before that happens. And by the time the weekend is over, <laughs> yeah, although I haven't... lubricate. <laughs> I did. Although the, the, the weekend is over and I had zero alcohol at the event, I just drank too much and ate too much because I had crammed it all into like 12 hours. Well, you're not a big drinker anyway. I'm not. So, and you definitely are not a big food person. No. You don't I, eat shit food at all. No. And when I do, it really fucks me up. That's the problem. And it literally took seven or eight days for me to get my shit together. Yeah. You know, I'm only now starting to like, recover from it. I tell people, guys particularly will reach out, hey, you know, my wife and I are going to our first event. We're going to go to this takeover or this resort. You know, do you have any advice? Advice. The whole like, oh yeah, these are the five fucking things you need to take, or these are the. Th- I don't even fucking bother with that bullshit. Find that <laughs> somewhere else. I tell them, for me personally, my age, especially if they're close to my age, you got to be prepared for the recovery aspect. Yeah. Like for when you get home, do you have all of the things you need at home to repair? Do you have liquid IV? Do you have <laughs> Pedialyte? You know, are you pre- do you have proper nutrition for when you get home? You're gonna. Need, are you prepared to sleep for fucking two days? You're really gonna need that shit. Think about recovery. Don't think about what you need to go to the resort. You don't need much. Take your fucking clothes off. Have a good time. Call it a day. You know, (laughs) the rest of it will take care of itself. But when you get home, you need to be fucking ready for that. Because you're you're going to want to die. Oh, you're going to feel like you got hit by a truck. (laughs) So, yeah, you definitely need to be prepared. You know, I mean. What's really funny is we're talking about recovery and we're literally days away from leaving for pod bash. Seven days right now. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. It's 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 insane. Yeah. I got to go see our friends at Drip Bar. That's happening. For sure. Oh, get an IV before oh, we go? Yeah. That's a yeah, really yeah, yeah. good idea. Yep. I'm going to yeah. get a shot of B12, get myself hooked up. It's happening for sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah recovery mode for sure. And at the same time, you and I have been pretty busy. I had a date the other day. I have a date today. Yes. You had a date, two dates actually, one play date, and then you went on a legit date. Well, yeah. I mean, I would say it was more just catching up with a friend than anything else. Not but... according to him. It was a date. <laughs> We had a really good time. Uh, Yeah, he actually took me out for like a really nice Japanese dinner, which was cool as hell because I don't usually eat like that. I eat like a seven-year-old. You do. So to try ponzu tofu for the first time and stuff like that, it was really fun. Yeah, everybody talks about, oh, you're a chef. Why aren't you cooking at home? Uh, Because I live with a seven-year-old who eats dino bites. (laughs) I don't need to make Chateaubriand at home. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't want that. I yeah. want mac and cheese. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's like, Craft oh, mac yeah. and cheese, not like the homemade shit. Right. <laughs> I know. I can't even make you mac and cheese. You want it out of a fucking box. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's pointless. But yeah, you did. You went on a date with a fucking super cool guy. I'm really glad he's around now. He had a had some issues. Had to leave town. Had some work stuff, and now he's back. And cool. I'm I'm, I'm really glad. He's very very solid dude. Yeah, it was really really nice to catch up with him. And I, actually, if we want to go into single guy tip of the week a little bit early, he is my tip. Yeah. Because this is a guy who really treats me like a human being. You know, he doesn't treat me like a whole. And I think that there are so many guys out there who, if they shifted the way that they're treating the women that they're dealing with digitally, or even after they played a couple of times, would have far more success in finding long lasting play partners. Because here's the other thing that a lot of guys don't fucking get in this space. Women looking for single guys are not just falling out of the trees, right? I mean, there are there's a lot of hot wives out there, but they they're also a ridiculous number of single men. We've talked about how stiff the competition is. Yeah. And if guys were trying to foster <laughs> you said stiff. So. <laughs> yeah. if, if guys it's one of my favorite words. I know. If guys were trying to foster long-term connections more, they would have way more success. Because not only do they then have a regular play partner that they can, you know, hang out with regularly, but that person is also more likely to recommend them to their friends. So well, then you get even more long-term play partners. It's funny you say that because I was in communication with a guy who reached out through, I think he emailed us the other day. He's a single guy, uh, re- recently single, recently divorced. I think he was married 14 years or something. He asked me, how do I successfully navigate the space, essentially? And really what I told him was when you start meeting women, because he's going to have a tough time, right? You've been married 14 years. You're recently divorced. You're, you know, your game is probably lost. Yeah. lacking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you know, your chops aren't where they used to be when it comes to the dating pool. So really what I said to him was, especially when you're dating, or I should say when you're engaging with hot wives, for example, which is a space he wants to get into, you're dealing with two people, right? We've, we've talked about this a lot. You're dealing with a couple. This is a very particular type of gal that you're going to engage with, she's going to expect more. This is not a single gal who's been in the dating game, who's used to getting treated like shit and having terrible dates and terrible experiences. This is a woman who absolutely knows what she wants and expects a certain level of companionship, right? And I said to him, you need to go into this thinking about this person isn't just a piece of meat to me. This is someone that I might want to see regularly. And keeping that in the back of your mind, even if it doesn't work out that way, it almost forces you to be more respectful, more understanding, more compassionate, more empathetic. And it gives you another level of concern for a person as opposed to you, you know, swiping right, meeting some single gal, going to a bar, hitting it off or not, you know, maybe playing or not, and then never talking to her again. That's not really the, in my opinion, not the best way to approach the hot wife space for a single dude. Because if you treat this woman that you are potentially going to play with like someone you may want to see again, like you would in the quote unquote dating world, I think you're going to instinctively treat that person better. And you're going to have more luck because the thing men tend to not understand about women is guys are all about like the sexy visuals, right? They're all about the tits and ass and and all of those things. For most women, the things that turn us on have to do with like cerebral connection. Right. So this guy, for example, takes me out for this amazing dinner. We have this amazing conversation and I'm instantly more turned on by him. For sure. Right. For, yeah. And, and now we didn't have sex that night. There was nothing sexual that happened. Right. In fact, we kissed in his car afterwards. It was very brief. It was yeah. like a three second kiss. And that was the end of it. But he understands that by fostering this relationship, it's going to have residual outcome for him. Absolutely. He is going to get laid. And the next time I fuck him, I'm going to suck his cock like my life depends on it. Again, it's crazy because so. Obviously, I'm going to talk about my time with Jade, my friend Jade. I had some amazing experiences with her, two, I think, or three in particular since the last time we we uh, talked about her. And that that's a big part of it, and I'll get into that. But I'm going to see Susan today. Yes. Right? I have not been physical with Susan in over a month. Yes. Right? Because we've our schedules were both, they were just crazy. Well, the last time I saw her was just a couple of weeks ago, I think just prior to us heading out to Lauderdale. And we simply met for drinks at one of mine and yours, one of our favorite spots. We sat down and had a cocktail together. 
we did nothing. We weren't touching each other, you know, none of that stuff. We had a real conversation, two human beings having a conversation with each other. When we left, I walked her to her car, of course, and we kissed goodbye, just a very, just a normal kiss goodbye, or maybe twice. Because we didn't have that intimate connection, there was no physical engagement. Since then, she and I have been chatting, obviously, like we do all the time, regularly. But leading up to seeing each other today, she is definitely more geared up to want to see me. Is she getting raunchy with you? Not ra- not you know how she is. She's not <laughs> raunchy. She's like, I really need you to be naked with me. I really want you inside of me. Like that That's kind of stuff. That's pretty raunchy. Yeah, but text. And she'll send me a naughty picture, which of course I always oblige and send her one back. So it's really priming the pump, right? It's just building up. It's just a build up. That's all it is. Yeah. So then the sex is going to be better. Going to be crazy. Yeah. I know what it's going to be like today. I cannot wait. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's my entire point is if you start thinking of it like that, how are you going to build connection? How are you going to build a mental connection with someone before a physical connection happens or maybe at the same time that a physical connection is happening? Right. Just think about it from that perspective. Treat that person like a friend that you just happen to be fucking. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. I know I'm speaking very broadly. You don't have to take a woman out for an expensive Japanese dinner. That's not what I'm saying. But you can do little things like texting them and asking how their day is going. Or when you do see them, don't immediately rush to the bedroom. Spend a little bit of time speaking with them and asking what's going on in their world. All of those things build that rapport and that mental connection. And then the sex is so much better. Trust me, I'm telling you, the sex will be better. Yeah. From the Listen, if you're a guy and you're a single dude, you're trying to figure this out again, you know, single guy tip of the week you need to put in the work also you need to consider the person with whom you may likely engage as someone that you might want to see again as if you're trying to cultivate some type of friendship at least so that you'll have a lot of you know your your engagement with that person is going to be much more purposeful and and certainly she's going to appreciate it there's no question now she's gonna be like let me suck that cock for you baby because you got my mind wandering yeah it's all about the tease right it's the build-up it's that anticipation like again with susan both of us i'm sure i know are really eager to get our hands on each other i'm not just gonna walk in the door and jump on her we're gonna sit and talk for a couple of minutes we're gonna sit and talk probably 30 minutes because we got to catch up and And that's probably gonna turn her the fuck on especially if you're being charged Absolutely. And it's what it's what happened with Jade and I, because we hadn't seen each other in a while. It's what happened with RJ. He came over the other day. We spent 45 minutes talking to each other before we jumped into bed together. Spoiler alert. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we need to talk about that. It was fuck. Well, let's jump into that. That was single guy tip of the week. You know, fucking build those relationships and make sure the mental connection is there, too. Yeah, do the work. Don't have that be an afterthought. But in addition to that, yeah, I mean, as I said, RJ and I had this 45 minute period where we spoke with each other before anything physical happened, even before we touched each other. Although multiple times we were both like, oh, I really want to touch you right now. And he's like, I want to touch you, too, but we should talk. And I'm like, yeah. OK. Yeah. And I liked that because it felt like he was invested in me. Well, listen, it's really appreciated. Right. I mean, for me, the gals that I engage with and I really enjoy that portion of, of hanging out with people like that who really appreciate my time as much as I appreciate theirs. And I absolutely do. Look, both of the gals, particularly here at home that I'm seeing regularly, uh, Jade and Susan, these are busy, independent women. They don't have time for bullshit. Right. Their schedules are fucking crazy. Good for them. They're boss bitches. They are badasses. And so they don't have time to fucking fuck around. We talk about it all the time. Like the dating scene for them is a nightmare. And we, you know, we joke about it. So the last thing I want to do, especially, listen, you, you talk about single guy tip of the week, right? I mean, I'll give you a twofer. Listen to what fucking people are telling you. I listen to some of the stories that these women tell me (laughs) about the dates that they go on or even just engaging with people digitally before they ever even get to a date or they don't get to the date it's horrific the way guys behave it really is insane and these aren't young guys you know one of these gals is 40 the other one's 47 they're dating age appropriate or talking to age appropriate men and it's it's crazy what they say to me so i'm listening to this and i'm thinking okay 
I absolutely need to be the polar fucking opposite of whatever that guy did yeah. or is. So well, you are. You innately are a yes, better but, person than most men are. I'm just saying. Yeah, but that really does solidify it for me. It's like, okay, I am not going to be some fucking idiot. I don't care how hard my cock is right now. <laughs> I, I really need to keep this into perspective. You mean and you so, actually let your brain do the work instead of your cock? Yep. Got to shut the cock off for a second and then start thinking, you know, from a cerebral perspective, like you said. I don't and, think a lot of guys have an off switch on their cock. That's part of the fucking problem. Well, that's listen, that's one good thing about being older and m- more mature. You have control. You should have some self fucking control. <laughs> and and honestly, it's something that you really have to build into as a guy. It's not. Listen, we're fucking idiots. A lot of times we're not the brightest fucking people on the planet. We're men and we have a, you know, if there's a female or someone we're attracted to male, whatever, we want what we want when we want it. And so we need to re- really curtail that. Not easy for a lot of dudes. Trust me, I know. But <laughs> When they're telling me these stories, I'm like, holy shit, that's that's fucking terrible. I, did I ever do that in my life? Like, is that something I've ever said oh or God. done? I mean, it scares the shit out of me. some horrible stories from your past about how you treated women, though. Oh, no. treat That's a whole different. Yeah. But I'm talking about from the from the go, you know, like just saying something or or not doing something that was just it's just terrible. I really hope I never did that. I, I really need to. I don't know. I hope I didn't do it. I don't know. I can't remember that far back. I'm going to pretend at least I'm going to tell myself I never fucking did that. But I certainly don't <laughs> do it now. So, yeah, you really need to be cognizant of how you're behaving agreed it actually even in the professional world with dudes it's fucking hard okay of course we have i've had now two train wreck experiences trying to make OnlyFans content with guys who have legitimate fucking followings and they are legitimately as seemingly trying to make a career out of this and they don't fucking show up on time the guy the other day he was supposed to be here at two he texted me hey is 3 15 gonna work for you no bitch no you're supposed to be here at 2 p.m yeah look if you're uh, let me throw this out let me give you a fucking content creator tip of the fucking week if you're trying to do this legitimately, if you're really in the in the space of content creation or want to be, it's a fucking job. Just like you punch into a fucking nine to five. You're inconveniencing other people when you fuck up like that. Yeah. You know, you and I are getting ready to do some shit. Our, we have a fucking full load, man. We're scheduled out f- until we leave for Podbash in fucking eight days. By the hour. That's what Literally. people don't seem to understand is like you being an hour and 15 minutes late means that I have an hour and 15 minutes less time to do other things because yeah. I don't have anything planned during that block of time. Yeah. You got to get that shit together. Man. I mean, we're busy fucking people. We Everybody truly is. are. Everyone's busy. You can't fuck up people people's days. Listen, once again, especially when you talk about couples, right? There's two of us. So you're not just fucking up one person's day. You're fucking up two people's day. So you're throwing our entire fucking schedule off. Yeah. You know, and that's not okay for the other people that we're doing business with or that we're supposed to be meeting with or hanging out with. You know, we were, we met friends for drinks for his birthday the other night, and that could easily have rolled into that and fucked us up had we not caught it ahead of time. Right. Yeah, it's just not okay. You're just screwing up people's fucking schedules. Yeah. You know, so don't fucking do that. So obviously we've been very fucking busy and we did, as I just mentioned, have drinks with our friends, Nick and Nicole for his birthday, just hit a milestone birthday. And fajitas. And we did. We had fajitas. It was a lot of fun. It was delicious. Yeah. We didn't get a chance to see them too much or any of our friends really, because we've been traveling so much, going to events and just having a good time. It was nice to hang out with them because it was a reminder. Like you said, we've been so fucking busy. We haven't been spending as much time with them. And then we did. And it was just like, oh yeah, this is why I really fucking like these people. I mean, we were laughing and joking the entire fucking time. It was really a good time. And then we went to a comedy show. Our friend (laughs) was one of the comedians. And honestly, there were three comedians and he was by far the best, in my opinion. Well, he's been doing this a long time. He's incredibly fucking successful he's been in 31 movies he's really fucking funny we had a great time of course there's always some assholes in the group uh in the room so you know we had to deal with that briefly yeah he's also a lifestyle guy though and i was so hoping he would throw in a couple lifestyle jokes of course he's not gonna fucking do that but i'm like god i would love if he would i need we need a lifestyle comedian in our lives we do some of this shit we have one he just doesn't talk about it in his show well some of this shit is gold for a stand-up show let me tell you some of the shit we deal with is it would be hilarious if i was funnier (laughs) yeah i I don't have that ability otherwise you can make a fucking career out of it Uh, but he's awesome it was a great fucking time i I really really enjoyed that it was nice just to be able to get out like we were just talking about you and i have really got to get back to putting on the calendar this is the date night we go out all the time we're always together another conversation you and i just had about trying to create 
some separation, you know, that separation anxiety we still well, deal with. Let's talk about that because on Thursday we were apart for 12 hours almost because yeah. you ran errands and I was here working and then you literally came back and showered and went to go see Jade right. and you were with her for like three and a half hours right. and then you were home for 20 minutes and I left to go to Japanese dinner. Right. So we literally didn't see each other for 12 hours. And I told you this morning, I needed some time to kind of think about why I was feeling the way I was feeling, but I was fucking anxious that day. Well, sure. And we never do that. I think it's easy in those situations to be like, Oh, I'm anxious. Therefore we shouldn't do that anymore. We shouldn't be apart for 12 hours anymore. And the conversation we had this morning was no, that's a good thing. We need to work through that shit. We need to be less reliant on each other. If we intend to move in the direction that I believe you and I are fully intended to move into, yes, we're going to have to. Which is polyamory. Yeah, there's no question about it. We we really do need to get better at that. But we haven't had a lot of practice. Other than you and I, if you're out of town or I'm out of town, we don't spend 12 hours apart. No. We've never done that. Yeah, and I'm sure people listening right now are like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? We spend 12 hours apart all the fucking time. And that's the point. Not that we want to do it all the fucking time because we really like each other. Right. But we should be able to spend 12 hours apart and not have me be an anxious fucking mess. Well, and for me, it's really more than anything. Like if I'm like when I was with Jade, I was on a clock in my head because you were getting ready to leave just about the time I walked in the door to come home like 10 minutes and you had to, you know, he he picked you up and you guys left. I wanted to be home before you left. I made a point in my mind of, you know, making sure I did that. So of course, like I said earlier, you know, Jade and I hadn't seen each other in a while either. And and I'm playing with our adorable little dog and we're just talking and 30 minutes, 40 minutes goes by before we are ever taking clothes off. And so three and a half hours later, it's like, oh shit, I got to get going. And I never just want to jump up, pick up, and run out the door. I really make an effort not to to do that, certainly. Well, Susan mentioned she felt that way one time. She and did. I felt horrible because yeah. I knew you were doing it because of me. Yeah, I, she did mention that. So now I make a, an effort to not do that, obviously. because I And I didn't even realize I was doing it. Right. You know, I spent far more time before we were playing, talking, and, and kind of just catching up. And as soon as we were done, I was like, oh, shit, I'm, it's been three hours. I got to get going kind of thing. And I feel bad. I don't ever want to make anyone feel that way, which is why, going back to what we talked about earlier, I really wanted to see her in just a vanilla environment. Like We just went and had some drinks and hung out. It was a good time. Play was not on the table. I just wanted to take her out and just talk to her. And we talked about it. I felt bad about her feeling bad about my just getting up and leaving kind of thing. And it's not like I jumped out of bed and just threw my fucking clothes on and ran out the door. But certainly there's... There has to be a, a kind of a happy medium. Yeah. You know? Well, it's always interesting to me. Like, people reach out to us all the time after listening to the podcast and ask, like, do you guys ever spend the night with your play partners? And even just the thought of that makes my stomach kind of turn. And yeah. I'm like, why the fuck is that the case? Because we've never done it. I know. And I don't necessarily want to do it, but we're going to get to a point where it makes sense, right? For sure. I mean, if I start dating someone, they're going to want me to spend the night every once in a while. Well, and like I said, you know, part of like a a milestone in any relationship is you go out of town for a weekend somewhere. I can't even imagine going a weekend away from you. Yeah, it would be crazy. I do want to get to that point. And I want it for you, too. If you start dating someone and they're like, hey, let's go on a road trip together. I don't want to be like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, much less like for me than it is for you certainly i'm and, just saying yeah but i really do think that that's well it's baby steps so you've got to spend 12 hours apart before you spend a weekend apart <laughs> hey I we guess. did it on thursday milestone yeah that's a big fucking deal yeah yeah now we got to do it again you know just to kind of get in some kind of rhythm i don't even I, listen i don't know what it looks like you and i have tried to figure this out we talked about it this morning we really are going to make a concerted effort to get better at that kind of thing um not easy though well listen let's back up a second we were at Splash. I spent an hour and a half talking to some folks. For It was completely business. Up in their suite, and we were chopping it up, trying to figure some things out. You FaceTimed me from downstairs. Like, where the fuck are you? What are you doing? Like, I disappeared for an hour and a half. I wasn't even playing or doing anything. You and I just have a difficult time being apart. Yeah, I mean, that was a lack of communication more so than anything else. If you had said, hey, I'm going to go spend an hour and a half talking to these people, that would have been one thing. You told me I'll be back in 20 minutes and you were gone an hour and a half. Well, that's just it. I did not expect to be gone that long, but they were so engaging and so interesting. I just enjoyed talking to them and, you know, really getting all this stuff kind of ironed out that we're going to be doing with them. I just lost track of time. 
Yeah. You know, I didn't realize I was gone that long. We just got to do better. We need to do better. Yeah, we do. It's so funny how different types of non-monogamy require such different skills, right? It's like in the lifestyle sphere, in the hot wife space, we are fucking golden. We know how to vet people. Oh, yeah. We know how to see the red flags. We know, you know, all of that shit. We have all of that down. And yet none of it transfers to something like polyamory. Like literally none of it aside from the communication part. Well, that's just it. There has well, between you and I, there has to be that solid, rock solid communication. Other than that, there is no virtually no crossover. Because I am fucking horrible at dating horrible oh yeah you're you're weird and quirky and awkward anyway i am and i'm very closed off to people i'm very friendly i'm very gregarious but i'm not the type that's just gonna open up my soul to you right away i'm very fucking guarded so that's something i really have to work on the conversation we had this morning was what are the things that are going to hold us back from having all of the things we want and that includes polyamory and yeah it's the fact that we don't have certain skills we have to fucking build them up if we're going to be successful well yeah and we both don't have those skills for different reasons obviously but yeah it is something both of us are going to have to work on whether it's just you in a relationship an external relationship or me or both of us either way we have some communication skills that we have to really really sharpen but also we have to start working on the stuff that we have never really had to touch before exactly like spending time away from each other yeah that separation anxiety you know i'm like a six-week-old puppy you got to figure that shit out you know (laughs) carry your heartbeat around with me (laughs) right isn't that what they do with puppies they put like their mother's heartbeat on something (laughs) yeah it's so fucking weird that's what we're gonna have to do i'm just gonna carry a shirt that smells like you in my purse with me when i yeah absolutely well i used to do that for one of my dogs years ago i would just lay a shirt or a pair of pants or something on the floor she'd just sleep on it she'd be just fine there we go yeah we just figured out all of our issues oh my goodness yeah like you said yesterday you were making fun of me at the gym because i wear my what you refer to as my paper towel hoodie which i love it's older than you are it's literally see-through it should have been thrown in the garbage about 27 years ago yeah i have to wear something under it or you can absolutely see you see my tattoos and everything through it see those yeah you're like well let's make a pillow out of it like that's a great fucking idea we'll just make pillows for each other and that way we can you know we don't have to worry about it if one of us is out of town there we go yeah i like it done you could have my paper towel hoodie pillow you guys just heard us solve all of our life issues on this podcast yeah you are welcome we got it all figured out yeah. On that note, I am dying to hear more about your time with Jade because honestly, it's been a hot minute since we've had a Jade story and your guys' sex is fucking fire from it everything I've heard. It is so fucking hot. Yeah, it really is. Thanks to her. She's so fucking cute. So we're going to get to that shortly. But first, we need to say thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at Promescent. Sex should be pleasurable. You shouldn't be sitting there thinking about how you don't want to finish, right? Thinking about baseball stats or whatever helps you to not get to the finish line too quickly. Promescent wants to take the anxiety out of sex, and that's why they have the delay spray and their amazing new delay wipes. You guys, the wipes are so convenient. If you have a little swinger bag or even if you just want to stick them in your pocket, they're individually wrapped so they are more convenient than ever to take on the go. All you have to do is use the wipe about 10 minutes before your playtime, allow it to absorb, and go to work. They are 75% more effective than other wipes on the market, and they won't transfer to your partner, leaving them all numb down there. The delay wipes couldn't be easier to use, and if you want to check them out for yourself, along with Promescent's other amazing bedroom wellness products, head on over to promescent.com today. That's promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com to check out the delay spray, delay wipes, and some of my absolute favorite lubes, condoms, and massage oils you can find. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at True Classic. This brand new sponsor has the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy. Finding the right t-shirts with a little bit of a dad bod can be incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are either way too tight on your gut or they look big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore and it's time to upgrade. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only get 25% 
20% off of your order with code FPS at trueclassic.com. Guys, I can tell you, I am one of that 2 million. I have been wearing True Classic for a long time. I've got some shirts that I bought over a year ago. They still fit and look exactly the way they did the day I bought them. They are awesome. They look great. They feel great. They just make me feel good. And I absolutely get the attention that I think I should get when I'm wearing them. Yeah, you do get a lot of attention, especially for your arms. People are always like, oh, your arms look so good in that shirt. Well, you're always touching me. I am. I love them. They're so soft. And you guys can also upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code FPS at checkout. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. Stay classy with True Classic, your dad bod, or otherwise will thank you. Let's be real. There are not a lot of truly luxurious experiences in the lifestyle. And we know that some people really look for that, right? You want the opulence. You want something that's going to be over the top and just impress you for the evening. And that's why we've created the Black Tie Affair in conjunction with Summit Villa in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, you know, the truth is, even if it's not a a question of opulence or super elegance, it's just different. And it's fun and it's sexy. And that's really what we wanted to put together. And I cannot wait to execute it for you. Yeah, it is truly going to be a black tie dinner. It's going to be multiple course with pairings. There's going to be live entertainment. And it's all done in a stunning mansion on 30 plus acres. I mean, this is really going to be a night to remember. And if you want to be a part of it, you can go to members.frontporchswingers.com, apply for membership and purchase your tickets while they last. We hope to see you in Denver for this one-of-a-kind experience. I was telling you this morning, there is something about you going and playing with Jade that just turns me the fuck on. And I think part of it is because when you tell me the stories or when we're talking about them on the podcast, a lot of times that's when I'm hearing them, they are fucking scorching hot. So when I imagine you two together, it gets me all sorts of worked up. Well, that's because she is this, she's just this adorable little sexy thing that's, it's impossible not to be turned on by her. I don't care who you are. I really don't. doesn't matter. doesn't matter what you're attracted to. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She's just fucking hot. <laughs> so I want to back up what you and I were just talking about a few minutes ago in terms of guys doing the right thing and putting in the work and really that anticipation. You know, while we were recording, I got a text message from Susan. I had to check because I'm meeting her today at 2.30 and I was just confirming with her that she was still good. The only thing she sent me back was be prepared for me to pounce on you. That's what I got. So I'm assuming we're good for 2.30. And that's exactly what she said to me. And again, it's all that buildup. Yeah, well, Jade does the same thing. She's always like, it's been way too long. I need you again. And when you tell me she's saying things like that, I'm like, that is so fucking hot. I love that you have that effect on other women because you have that effect on me. So I don't know. I guess it's a little bit of a cuck queen in me or something. I don't fucking know. I love that thought. Well, listen, anytime anybody is interested in my company i'm always flattered and these those two gals in particular but this experience i had with jade now i just saw her about four days ago as we're recording this prior to that she and i had some time to spend together before i think the the week before we went to uh splash and so yes that just the other day like i said i think it was thursday it was so fucking hot and so intense, and I, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but the the time prior is really what stands out to me. Well, because something especially naughty happened. Very unique. <laughs> so, obviously, went to see her. Now, she lives, and here's the other part, right? She's 30 minutes in one direction, and Susan is 30 minutes in the other direction, on the opposite sides of town. So, for me to even have the like the idea that I could see them in the same day, because you and I talked about that at one point, not a chance. Right. It's just it's just too much. So well, anyway, you also have to have sex with three women in one day. In one day, yeah, that might be a little much for you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I gotta prep for that. So <laughs> gotta take some extra liquid IV for that. Holy shit, shit I'm gonna need to hit the, the fucking IV bar for sure. <laughs> so I drive out to her place, and it's always funny because she and I typically meet at like 4:30 in the afternoon. Right now, I know instinctively I'm going to be stuck in traffic. So I leave like 45 minutes or an hour even sometimes because I know I'm going to sit there. So the entire time I'm sitting there, I can't wait to get there because she has sent me all of these like naughty texts. Yeah. Right. So now I'm just getting worked up. So, of course, I get there get to her house. And I was running a few minutes late and I had texted her to let her know that because I was sitting in traffic. And she's like, the door is unlocked, just come in. So 
I get there, I go in, knock on the door, I open the door, and instantly I'm, I'm greeted by her little dog, who I just love. The cutest thing fucking just ever. Just so cute. So I'm playing with him, he jumps on the couch, we sit down, I kiss her, hello, she hugs me, of course, we're just sitting there. And there's always this 20, 30, 40 minute kind of time where we're just catching up. Her job is super interesting, she has amazingly funny stories to tell me about it, happens all the time. We're catching up on what we've been doing since we'd seen each other last, just like friends, right? Like that's just what you do. And before you know it... Well, you are friends. <laughs> yeah. Just before you know it, 30 or 45 minutes has gone by. It's like, oh, shit. Like, we've just been talking for 30 minutes. It just flies by. Yeah. Like, you, know? you actually like her as a person. Imagine I do. that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like her. More people should be fucking people that they actually like as people, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> as opposed to just, you know, sport fucking for the fun of it. So, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, shit. I really am monopolizing your time because she has something else she had to do. I said, I'm going to run to the restroom and I can, you know, obviously meet you upstairs. So... I go to the restroom. She runs upstairs. Just, this is just a few minutes. By the time I get up there, she is in this sexy lingerie, and there are restraints coming out from under the bed. Pink, oh, pink so restraints. Fucking hot. I was like, oh, this is this is going to get interesting. I, I see where this is headed well, now. Back up a second, because I want to know, like, did you feel like it was leading towards this? Your sex kind of leading up to this? Were you surprised that there were restraints or was this like, no. ah, this is the next level for us? Yeah, no, this is a, the obvious evolution. Our play is very rough, obviously, as you know, much like mine and Susan's and ours, mine and yours. She is very submissive. Also, I, I cannot stress enough. This is a tiny person. Oh, she's so small. You are about 5'1 on a tall day. <laughs> she is at least an inch, maybe an inch and a half shorter than you. She's like 4'10". Yeah. She she's is a tiny. tiny little person. Yeah. She is uber flexible. When I say that, she can put her feet behind her head. Okay? <laughs> and I often do. <laughs> So when the when I saw the restraints, it wasn't that big a shock to me. Super excited about it because I hadn't even considered it, but it, it was amazing. She's like, I've had them and I, I just hadn't broken them out because you and I just, you know, like we don't take the time to set the fucking room up. We just get going. So obviously she's in lingerie. There's restraints. My clothes come off immediately upon seeing that. <laughs> Here's the other funny thing. Again, she's very tiny and this is not a joke. She has a little step stool to get onto her bed because her bed is super high. It's really tall. And even for me, it's tall. So she has a step stool next to the bed. So it's ideal because I can step onto the step stool and she can suck my cock on the bed. Oh, it's awesome. So that's pretty much how this starts out. Okay. Are you sure it's not for the dog to get up on the bed? The dog couldn't get on the bed if it tried. Oh. <laughs> not, a, not with two step stools, not a chance. Got it. So, and the dog's never on the bed. He's typically under the bed, which is a little weird, but that's just where he likes to be. So I'm on this stool basically, and she is sucking my cock while she's laying on the bed. And she's got this amazing like black leather almost lingerie. I don't even know. The truth is it wasn't on that long because I was taking it off of her while she was sucking my cock. Oh, you so wanted it. I wanted to get her in the restraints because I was just curious as to where this was going. <laughs> so now again, she's super tiny, right? So she's sucking my cock. I get up on the bed. I lay her down. And so what I did was I put the restraints that should have been on her ankles on her hands and the restraints that should have been on her hands on her ankles. So essentially she is, she's tied up tight. She's not going anywhere. Okay. And I have to tie them tight because she has tiny little wrists and ankles and the straps are, you know, kind of hanging off of her. So I managed to get it worked out. So she is completely, she's basically spread eagle. Hands are underneath her, can't even move them. So I go down on her right away. And I knew that this is where I was going to spend a lot of time because I was going to tease the shit out of her. Because <laughs> she's in restraints, right? What could she do? Right. So I start licking her pussy, and as soon as she has an orgasm, man, it just, she makes the most amazing sounds, right? So it's kind of squeaky and sweet at the same time and sexy. It's really kind of strange. I've never heard any noises like that come from any adult. Right? <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen her have an orgasm. It's fucking hot. It is so fucking hot. She's so animated. She really is. And well, and in the restraints, she can't really go anywhere, right? Because <laughs> right? she's just kind of, she's wriggling around, but you can't get away. So, and again, she is in a very, 
very precarious position. So I am going down on her. I'm putting my tongue in her ass. I'm licking her pussy. I'm all over her. You are naughty. So yeah, fuck yeah, I am. She's, <laughs> I got her tied up. So then I start kissing her all over her body, her stomach. I like to spend a little time on her ribs too, because she's really sensitive there. And obviously, as I've mentioned before, you've heard me say this, the most responsive nipples of any human being I've ever been in the company of. Yeah. Period. I can play with her nipples. She can have an orgasm. So that's really what I was concentrating on as well. Going down on her and playing with her nipples is always like the hottest fucking thing because that's really the, that's the combination for her. Yeah. Right. That's how you open the safe instantly. <laughs> so, but I was really just paying attention to her breasts at that point and really just working that teasing angle. Okay? And I'm sure in the restraints too, everything is heightened when you can't move and you know yeah. that someone else has that control over you. Yep. It's like even a breath on your skin makes you just stand at attention. Well, yeah. And I also want to say, you know, backing up a little bit. Anytime someone allows me to have that kind of control, it's humbling and it's, it's, I super appreciate it because that person has a lot of trust in me. That's a, I could have done anything to her in that situation. There was nothing she could do. The restraints were literally attached to the bed frame coming over the top of the bed. She wasn't going anywhere. Right. If I, I could literally have left her there, she'd still be there. Right. Right. So it's really, there's something to that. When you make that connection with somebody, it's really very special. So anyway talk about special. I am licking her all over. And finally, I, I, I stopped kissing her nipples a little bit. She's incredibly oral and incredibly good at it. So I get closer to her and I put my cock in her mouth and she starts sucking my cock. Again, she is still restrained. So I'm pretty much dictating the pace here. Being gentle, but not too gentle. In fact, at one point I had my hand on her throat, which she loves, not squeezing hard, just letting her know that I was there. And this goes on for a period of time. Now, again, so she's... So are you like face fucking her? Oh, yeah, but not hard. That's super hard. I'm not working up to that yet. I'm going to save that because <laughs> she's tied up. I got all the time in the world. She's not going anywhere. <laughs> so after I, she does that for what is probably l literally five or eight minutes, I stop and I start kissing her on the neck gently, very gently. Everything I'm doing now is softer and more meticulous with a, with a purpose, because I'm really trying to kind of change it up a little bit. I know it's going to be rough, obviously. So I wanted to, you know, again, I just wanted to prime the pump a little bit and, and kind of change the pace. And I didn't want her to to expect what was going to happen, right? See, she couldn't that, anticipate it. That's a high level of sexual IQ because there's a lot of guys who'd be like, oh, you're tied up. I can do anything to you now. There is going to be no buildup whatsoever. I'm just going to fuck you as hard as humanly possible. Well, like I said earlier, guys, we're just sexual creatures by nature right Women so are too for sure but you know your instinct for me was i want to just attack her right. and so I, you have to you know you got to rein that in right have to show some restraint you got to <laughs> yeah you got to show some restraint <laughs> which i totally did so just licking and kissing and touching and running my hands all over then i start kind of nibbling on the inside of her thighs just like you love that obviously oh, I fucking love it she makes the same kind of animated sounds and movements and it, she loves it writhing around you know nibbling a little little bit on the thigh, kissing a little bit on the vagina, you know. Because it, it feels like nice. such a tease. That's it why is. I love it. Yeah. It totally is. And I, like I said, I enjoyed it because, of course, it put me in the driver's seat in this situation. But I, I, because she trusted me so much in allowing me to do it, I really wanted to spend time taking advantage of it and providing her with as much of that pleasure as I could before I just literally jumped on her, which eventually I did. Yeah, because I've been in restraints many times and with someone who understands that build up and that anticipation while you're restrained understands that when sex does finally happen, it's going to be penetrative sex, I, I should say. Yeah. It is going to be fucking explosive. Well, yeah, because it's, again, it's all of the senses, right? I'm At one point I was, I had my hand on her throat and I'm tugging on her hair a little bit and I'm kissing her at the same time. And she just, like I said, makes these incredible sounds that you just can't help but enjoy. So this goes on for every bit of probably 30 minutes before I ever decided to even put a condom on, okay? Ugh. So finally, I reach over on the nightstand and grab a condom. I lick her a little bit more just to get her worked up. And then I penetrate her. And I'm telling you, I was fucking her as hard as I possibly could because she absolutely loves it. And when she lets me know that all things are firing, I can't, you know, you just can't, I can't help myself. She has one orgasm after another. That position really seemed to work well for her. And at one point, I kind of put my hands, my arms underneath her. 
I pulled her by the, her thighs into me. So I'm kind of leveraging myself. She's in position. She's not going anywhere. So it was really me that had to kind of, I had to create the, the, you know, the fulcrum to make this work. Right. But I pushed her legs a little bit further back than they even were in the restraints while my hands were on her hips. And that just goes to kind of give you an idea of how small she is. <laughs> She's so tiny. While I'm doing this, I'm like a full head above her essentially, <laughs> but I am really leaning in. And it was so fucking hot. Are you putting like a lot of your weight on her? Oh, yeah. Almost all of it. Yeah. Which on is her also hips. super fucking hot. Yeah. Obviously, I'm being conscientious enough not to hurt her because she is a tiny yeah, little thing. Yeah, you could crush her. but <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's funny because in the midst of, you know, in the heat of passion, it's almost like she doesn't have that. Like you, you, she feels no pain, just like you. She's yeah. just it, it's, she's in her head. And there has never been a situation where it was too much, for, you know, that I've done. It, you know, at least she's never articulated that to me. Well, I love when someone puts their weight on me and makes me feel like they're like enveloping me. Right. Right. Like you're you're you have no control. There's nothing you can do. You're, you're helpless. It get, yeah. You it's know, so hot. It is. It, it, really is so i am fucking her like this for a very good period of time and while i'm fucking her as i said at one point i start playing with her nipples again and that's when she really has those intense orgasms so after this now we're, we've got to be in this now for every bit of 30 or 45 minutes i want to get her out of restraints because i know as hot as it is she can't be super comfortable right so i get these things off of her and once she's out of them she turns over herself and just puts her ass right up against me. So I just start, I start licking her from behind at first. And then I start fucking her from behind. So now she's completely free. She has no restraints, but she's flat on the bed and I am fucking her like crazy from behind. And I do that for a good period of time. But now of course I'm like, I don't want her to feel like this is all there's going to be here. So I want to let her up and kind of move around, let her kind of stretch herself out. And because <laughs> I mean, literally when I say she's flexible, I'm not kidding you. If she's on her back, I can literally put her feet behind her head Yeah, and she'll hold them there. Wow. If I, if my hands are on her ankles, absolutely above her head she can she's that flexible i have trouble touching my toes some days yeah she is i don't <laughs> it's crazy just how pliable she is so she turns back over we start making out a little bit she's stroking my cock she eventually gets on top of me and she she's only ever i think she's only ever ridden my cock twice and this was one of those times. And I don't know any of the guys listening to this i'm not sure if there's anything better than someone like Jade, who's let's call her pocket sized, who is on top of you riding your cock as hard as she possibly can and having an orgasm. It, it's just the hottest fucking thing because I've also got a handful of her hair with, I think, my right hand and my left hand on her throat. And is it hotter because you can touch all of her and you have access to all of yes. her because she's so tiny? Yes. Uh, and again, my hands, if I put my hands on her ass while she's riding my cock, I cover her entire ass. <laughs> so, I mean, literally my, one hand covers each cheek very easily. I can hold her in place that way and, and also control her and control the rhythm if I choose to. But in this particular case, I just wanted her to do whatever she wanted to do, which is what happened. So she's riding me and she's kind of kissing my neck. Uh, you know, she's laying up kind of flat on my chest and she's, again, she's tiny. So her face is basically in the middle of my chest. And so she gets, she stops for a moment after she has an orgasm and she takes the condom off me, starts sucking my cock. She's licking my balls and stroking my cock. She is as oral a person as I think I've ever met, like I said, other than you. And she is a phenomenal, she, I mean, she just sucks cock. It's amazing how she makes me feel. It's crazy. It's just fucking crazy. Porn star sucking. Yeah. 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 Well, again, right. It's like, it's never that obligatory thing. When someone truly enjoys doing something, providing some type of pleasure, it's just next level, right? I mean, it's yep. just what it is. So yeah, it's fucking hot. Well, I honestly couldn't let her continue sucking my cock at that point because I wanted to fuck her again. So I literally pick her up by the hips, put her on her back. I reach over, grab another condom. I start fucking her. And from that point, it was about 15 minutes of hard, hard fucking until I came. And then... Even after that, I'm still somewhat turned on. Like the whole idea of this thing was really had me worked up. So I I took the condom off. I cleaned myself up. I got her a towel. She's listen, she's so conscientious. There's always towels and wipes in the bathroom. 
like awesome. on the counter always. So I got that stuff. I cleaned myself up. I cleaned her up. And then we were just kind of laying there touching each other. And I found myself starting to like, I, I was ready to fuck her again. Oh my God. And so, well, and that's essentially what happened. So we're touching a little bit. We have sex again, only she's on her back and I am just pounding her at this point. That's who initiated it. I did. And what'd you say? Like, I want to fuck you again? No, I didn't say a fucking word. It just happened organically. You just rolled over and yeah. started fucking her? That's After about hot. 10 minutes, 15 minutes of us just laying there, I just was like, fuck it. We're, I want to do this again. It was just, I was just so worked up. It yeah, was really I'm what sure. It was. Especially with the restraints and everything. So fucking hot. Well, and it kind of leads into what just happened a few days ago. So again, we hadn't seen each other for a while. I come over, we're talking. And again, time got away from us. And I realized how long we were sitting there. But of course, this time in the back of my mind, I know that you're getting ready to leave at some point because you have a date. So I didn't want to miss you leaving. And I wanted to spend as much time with her as possible because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about this time that I spent with her previously with the restraints and all that stuff. So I just wanted to, I wanted to get her naked. Yeah. So I run to the restroom. She goes upstairs and I get up there and she's kind of closing the, the blinds on the sliding glass door in the bedroom and getting the room right. And we, she, no lingerie, no nothing. I, she just took all her clothes off. I took my clothes off and it was fucking on. We were on the bed. We were hardcore making out. I'm kissing her all over. And instantly I go to, actually, she started sucking my cock first. She wouldn't let me go down to her. She wanted to suck my cock first, which she did for a period of time. And then I immediately started licking her. And this particular session that we just had, even there were no restraints, no nothing, was the, probably the most aggressive sex we've had yet not even maybe 100 percent. well that makes total sense after the restraint situation because yeah. it's it's like it always builds on top of itself there, absolutely and and of course because we had just had that kind of really heated carnal uh, you know interaction i knew that clearly we're good to go it's on the table <laughs> i wasn't concerned about anything and there's always you know with us there's always a conversation about how rough or not rough. And, you know, we keep that, that line of communication very open. So I wasn't, I wasn't concerned about it, but this sounds like she likes it pretty fucking rough. Well, this particular time it, it went up a level. I was literally biting on her tits, biting on her legs. I slapped her in the face, choked her, pulled her hair. Loved it. Loved it. Me too, girl. Everything very gently, obviously to start. And then there's always that buildup. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was just carnal and fucking super hot. Here's the part that really was exciting to me. When I was, after I was fucking her, we were in that kind of really heated, I'm fucking her from behind, from the side. She was laying on her side at one point. I had this, her leg up in the air, uh, fucking her on top. I'm going down on her repeatedly. She's sucking my cock. By the time I got to the point where I was ready to come, I pulled out for a moment and I was going to turn her over. She stopped me and she gets kind of flat on the bed. I take the condom off. She starts sucking my cock. She's not stopping. And so obviously she wants me to come. And I said to her, do you want to make me come? She said, yes. Oh, well, um, I mean, like I told you, she, no, she sucks a cock. Like, I mean, it's crazy. And <laughs> like her know, life depends on yes, it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Like, like she lost a bet or something. It's so crazy. <laughs> So she's stroking my cock. She's sucking my cock. She's licking my balls and stroking my cock at the same time. And just about as I'm, I told you, I'm ready, you know, I'm getting ready to come. I start stroking my own cock and she just lays there with her mouth. She like rolls over onto her back, lays there with her mouth open. Oh, that's so hot. Uh, I mean, come on. And, you know, and in the middle of that, of course, she just latches back onto my cock and starts stroking it again. Uh, look, she, she is sexy. She is super submissive when it comes to the things that she really wants in the bedroom. And, you know, talk about experimentation and all those things. It's obvious that she enjoys my company, which just makes me want to be that much better of a partner. Makes you want to come in her mouth even more. Is that yes, what you're saying? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It makes me want to pull her hair and choke her and come in her mouth. That's exactly what it makes me want to do. And so afterwards, of course, I get up, I clean us off. I, you know, I'm laying there with her. But to your point earlier, now in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to, I got to get going because you're going to leave soon. And listen, let me put this into perspective for everybody. I have no fucking idea at this point how long I've been with her. I, we lose track of time. Obviously, I don't look at the clock. My phone was is when I see her, I just leave it downstairs on the table. It's like being in a Vegas casino with no windows. Yeah, You're no like, clocks, it could no be windows. Seven a.m. or seven p.m. Yeah, and I'm I'm 
I'm in my head, right? Because now those, you know, endorphins have worn off and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to not see you leave. So we did lay there for a bit. I was kissing her a little bit kind of on her, her tits and on her stomach. Cause she's just so fucking cute. But I think I probably got up out of that bed and got dressed within 10 or 15 minutes. And then we went back downstairs. I looked at the, the clock. I thought, Oh shit, I got a 30 minute drive. I got to get going sat down, put my shoes on. Of course, the dog jumps in my lap. So then she and I start talking again. And before you know it, I'm 20 minutes behind what I thought I was going to be. So I had to haul ass out of there. So when I talked to her, I really, I, I texted her. I said, oh, I'm so sorry I had to leave. So good seeing you. I always enjoy spending time with you. Brenna has a date, as I told you. I want to make sure I got home before. And she obviously understood that. But I, you know, I really want to make sure that the people that I play with, whoever it is, it's not like I'm trying to run out of there, especially after a fucking experience like that where, you know, I mean. It's rough. Yeah. You're smacking her. You're all yeah, sorts of you shit. You want to provide that aftercare. Obviously, I do. And it's hot. It's a hot, intense session with her because she's so animated. She's so submissive, so open to all of those more intense, rough play techniques it's the last thing I want to do is just get up and fucking leave. So, and that's a lot of what we talked about this morning is having organic connections with people and allowing ourselves to just enjoy those moments rather than being so fucking focused on each other. Well, and that's just something that we have to do because look, I, one, this is no bullshit. At one point I'm fucking her from behind. She's flat on the bed and I was really fucking her hard, smacking her ass. And she's making again, these incredible noises. And I know that I remember instinctively at some point in that thing, the, the idea crept in my mind. Oh, my God. I wonder how long I've been here. That is the last fucking thing I want to do. Yeah. Like what a fucking buzzkill. Yeah. I don't want to do that to myself or to the person that I'm with. It's just not well, fair. Well, because she can sense it, I'm sure. This is a smart lady. She Well, the other good news is that between her and Susan, obviously, they understand this dynamic between us, between you and I. We have had these conversations and you've had the conversations with them as well. It's really one of those things that we we do have that separation anxiety and we are just working through it. And for me, they're really the two best people at this point for me to get that worked out with because they understand it. They understand us. You get along I like great them with them. Both. Yep. Yeah. It's really going to be, I think, an easier way for me to kind of break free of some of that. And it's not hard when the experience is so fucking good. I mean, between the restraints and the hair pulling and the slapping and the biting and the responsiveness from everything about this experience and every experience really with Jade, it makes it very easy to lose track of time. I mean, you just get lost. Yeah. You know, I certainly do. Oh, I completely understand that. I think back to like BDSM sessions I did before I met you, they weren't even sexual in nature, but it felt like 15 minutes and it was like two hours. Well, yeah. Well, that's just it, right? It's like you've got scenes and then you've got the actual carnal intense predator prey play and that's it's just next level yeah you know especially with someone who is super fucking sexy open to all kinds of ideas and truly fortunately for me i think really attracted to me as much as i am to her and it just makes those experiences so much better we talk about this a lot there's something to be said for those one-offs you know yeah i'm attracted to somebody you're attracted to me let's have at it but when you build up that a relationship you get to know somebody not only is the sex that much hotter the more times you're together but you're also thinking like you have a conscious thought of wanting to really just perform for this person you want to provide that pleasure you know at least i do yeah no, I think that's great. And like I said, I mean, I think the biggest thing to come out of this from listening to you tell this story is I'm sad that you felt like you had to jump up and run home to me. Yeah. I totally yeah. understand why, because times in the past I've been like, wow, you were gone for three hours and you said it was only going to be an hour and a half. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Well, and that's just it. Right. That's part of it. It's the yin and the yang. Like, yeah, I'm going to be gone for an hour and a half. At least that's what I figure, you know, drive time, that kind of stuff. But then you realize that the person that you're meeting or the person that you're going to play with, you really enjoy their time and company. And, well, and, and they appreciate deserve it. more of, of your time than that. You know, like if you had just gone in, fucked her and left and there was no conversation, there was no mental connection back to that whole, you know, building the cerebral connection just as much as the physical. If you're not doing that, you're doing yourself a disservice and her. So well, you can't do that. And and we both 
both have to be okay with the fact that that means more time has to be spent. Well, this is the way I, I thought about it. Because you know, obviously I got home after I, I had the opportunity to play with her. You left, as I said, about 10 minutes after I got in. So, And then you left, you went out at like, I think your reservations were like 7.30 or something like that. And so you didn't come home till 9.30, 10 o'clock. I had a lot of time to think. I was just laying there, hanging out, thinking, had my thoughts to myself reflecting on what had just happened, potentially what you're doing, you know, those kinds of things. And it occurred to me as much, cause you were gone for a while too, as much time as we spent like that particular day with individual partners, although you, you didn't separate play partners. separate partners. If you think about it, I saw Jade twice basically in the month of September. So maybe a total of six and a half, seven hours of time, drive time and everything. If we are going to spend time with people in a polyamorous situation, you have to expect that in over the course of a month, you're going to spend more than seven and a half hours with somebody. Right. Of course. You know, it just happens that in this case, it was kind of all at once or in the cases of the, you know, that we're having now, it's all at once. But when you, you extrapolate it, it's really not that much time. So basically you're saying we have to fucking get over our separation anxiety and fucking work on ourselves yeah. or we're not going to be able to be polyamorous. That's the realization I came to this morning. Well, yeah, especially when these experiences like the one I just outlined or the two that I kind of outlined, listen, the sex is fucking hot, man. It, she is sexy. When she sucks my cock or she's licking my balls or I'm going down on her, whatever the case may be, I'm just aroused. I was going down on her in those restraints. I was fucking rock hard. I'm sure. Rock hard. So, you know, <laughs> there's no reason why I should, I, I know there's a reason, obviously it's in my head, but why I should be in a rush to get out of there. Yeah. You know? We just need to work on it. I don't know. Evolution. Oh, We're for sure. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we got to get, the, we have to evolve. Yeah. So anyway, you'll hear more about this. Maybe we'll dive a little bit deeper into that evolution on this week's bonus episode that we put up on Patreon as a thank you for sponsoring the show. We have tons of other bonuses there as well. For example, Sex on Your Terms lives exclusively on Patreon. We have a naughty Snapchat and lots of other goodies. So if you'd like to sponsor the show and start receiving a ton of exclusive content, head on over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers today. If you'd like to see far raunchier content, i.e. me getting fucked by hot men. <laughs> Something like that. You should head on over to OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. And as a little teaser, I have a very big collab coming up. You really do. A collab I with someone that you guys, probably many of you already know him. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to that myself. I know he is. <laughs> and you can also see Brian in all of his naked hot glory at OnlyFans.com dot com slash buy hyphen zaddy make sure you check out our upcoming events including our denver inaugural black tie affair and many others by heading over to members.frontporchswingers.com there are i'm not even sure if there are rooms left for pod bash are there uh according to the conversation i had yesterday i think I don't know. I think there there may be two. Anyway, if you'd like to come to Podbash, you can for sure get day passes. You can see some of the fun stuff we're doing and join us if you go to podbashevent.com. And we have a lot of other fun coming up. Like I said, I had an, an incredibly connected, sensual, hot time with RJ recently that I'm going to be talking about very shortly. Sounds like Brian's going to have a Susan story very shortly. Yes, I am because apparently she wants to pounce him. So make sure that you tune in every single Monday to hear all of our fun. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.